The Guardian. This is Guardian Election Daily. Hello and welcome to day three of the Guardian's daily election podcast. I'm Mike White and uh, we're having a big adventure this morning. We're in the city in the plush but slightly sinister bowels of the Bloomberg News Agency's London headquarters on Finsbury Square. People like me who live and work in Westminster and Whitehall rarely venture to the city. Financial centre and the political centre of uh, the British capital have uh, uh, loathed and mistrusted each other for the best part of a thousand years and nothing's going to change today because uh, Nick Clegg and uh, his economic spokesman Vince Cable have chosen Bloomberg. They've come here to launch their manifesto even though, as everybody knows, uh, the Lib Dems are um, a bit hostile to the city and only yesterday... Uh, we heard them lay out a five-point plan for curving those ridiculous city bonuses, which are so hard to justify. So uh, let's wait and see now. Uh, you hear the hubbub in the background. We'll wait and see what um, uh, Clegg and Cable have to say. The uncle and his nephew, as I tend to think of them. Uncle Vince, nephew Nick. Thank you. I have basically one point to make, but it's a major one. And the point is that we take the economy seriously we take the government deficit seriously. That's the elephant in the room. Uh, The elephant was banished uh, yesterday and the day before at the Labour and the Tory press launches. Uh, We don't think you can banish it. Uh, We have to confront it. And I guess I'm the elephant man. Um, (laughs) This problem originates uh, in the fact that we've had a massive crash in the financial system followed by credit crunch and recession. Uh, The country is now significantly poorer than it was two years ago. But many of these costs have so far been absorbed on the government's accounts that they're going to have to be paid for. Uh, And Nick Clegg and I decided last year when the scale of the problem was apparent and when the government was still denying that there was a deficit problem that we were going to have to confront this uh, and that there was absolutely no value in preparing for an election in which the parties would go before the electorate uh, trying to offer the best impersonation of Father Christmas. But to develop the idea of fairness and the philosophy behind this manifesto, and I want to ask our party leader, Nick Plegg, to come forward and discuss it with you. Thank you. Every manifesto needs to have an idea at its heart. And the basic idea that animates this manifesto is something I've always believed. I believe every single person is extraordinary. And the tragedy is that we have a society where too many people never get to fulfill that extraordinary potential. My view, the liberal view, is that government's job is to help them do it. Not to tell people how to live their lives, but to make their choices possible, to release their potential, no matter who they are. Now, there's a simple word for those ideas, and it's a word this manifesto is built on. Fairness. Our manifesto will hardwire fairness into British society. This isn't a promise, it's a plan. And you won't need to worry about a repeat of the banking crash because we will break up the banks to protect your savings so they never again are used as stakes in a game of Russian roulette on the international money markets. And if you're out of work, there will be hope. We will give a guarantee to young people that if you're out of work after just 90 days, we will find you training, a job, 
or an internship. And we will invest in green energy, public transport and homes, so that the new economy we build from the wreckage of the old is environmentally sustainable. One where Britain learns to build things again, instead of just betting on things in computer screens in the city of London. Our manifesto says this is what Liberal Democrats want for Britain. If you've ever looked at the Liberal Democrats and thought, they've got the right ideas, but can they deliver? This manifesto is your answer. We can, we will. Thank you very, very much. Right, Nick Clegg has spoken, very low-key low stuff. Vince Cable has spoken too. He said the big governments, big parties are ignoring the uh, economic deficit at their manifesto launches. It's the elephant uh, in the room. I'm going to mention it. I'm the elephant man. Everybody laughs. Vince always gets a laugh. Clegg, uh, trying to be candid, trying to be frank, very uh, much on top of the details. You wouldn't have got this out of Charles Kennedy at this time of the morning. Uh, but when George Parker of the Financial Times uh, took the last uh, bit of bowling of the morning, fairly short press conference, here, fairly short event altogether compared with earlier ones this week. Um, George Parker took his middle wicket, I thought. Uh, George Parker, Financial Times, you've repeatedly said that the uh, party with the biggest mandate would have a moral right to govern. You've never said exactly whether you mean votes cast or seats won. I wonder whether you could tell us today, and as a supporter of proportional representation, should we assume you're referring to votes cast? Uh, what I've always been talking about... It I think is, is in a sense stating the obvious, which is that if there's a party which has got more votes and seats but hasn't got an outright majority in the House of Commons, then it seems to me self-evident that whatever the constitutional niceties say, um, whatever, it, you know, whatever the sort of tradition is about incoming or outgoing prime ministers, that party has got a moral right to seek to govern first, either on its own or reach out to other parties. What you're asking me about is something different, which is, you know, am I going to start second-guessing what might happen if you have a sort of hair-splitting photo finish? And, and I'm just, you know, I, I'm not going to stop... Both. Well, that's what I say. I've been referring to both. So there you go. Thank you. Thank you. George Parker of the FT, very good question. Uh, were you surprised by the answer? Not at all surprised. I mean, he didn't answer, the, he didn't answer my question, which was, um, is it, uh, does a big mandate rep is it represented by seats or votes? And the simple reason why he didn't answer the question is he wants to give himself as much room for manoeuvre in the events for hung parliament, you know, leaving it possible he could work with either the Tories or Labour in those situations. He He's a politician. He's just pretending to be above that sort of thing. But Martin Kettle, veteran observer of these things. What's the Liberal Dem launch like? Very low-key, deliberately low-key, as if they're saying we're not in vulgar show business like uh, uh, our rivals. We're here to do the big issues, the elephant in the room, the economy, as Vince Cable put it, and we're not doing the razzmatazz and the personalisation of politics. Yeah, it's a big uh, contrast. I mean, if you look at the, even look at the manifestos, you know, the Tory manifesto, you know, impressively heavy and uh, nice to have on your coffee table, the Labour manifesto with this amazing illustration on the Liberal Democrat one is about facts and figures and... Uh, and pledges. It's rather old-fashioned, um, and I think you know that's the way they're trying to play it. They're trying to say, you know, we were right about the big issue, which was the financial collapse uh, two years ago. You, we are the ones we, who have who are focused on the big issue. We're not going to uh, skate around it like the other two parties. It's a big gamble as to whether that's going to be a breakthrough for them. But I, I think you know there's a lot of resentment out there against bankers, so there's it may work. There certainly is, and they're, they're here in the city. Do it. They've come into the enemy's territory. They have to deliver.
deliver the message if the enemy is listening, which it's probably not at this time of day, because they're all trading like fury, the kind of economically useless activity which yeah. Vince Cable so often attacks. Yes, there's a very, where we are in Bloomberg, in, in the next door seminar room, there's an amazingly uh, incomprehensible seminar, to me, going on behind a glass panel there, uh, where they're training, training up people to do exactly that. So, I mean, I feel like I'm in a foreign country, uh, but I think it's quite Video smart. It reminded me of a Guardian it, editorial conference, that meeting as we came in, but let that I, pass. I think uh, this is quite smart stuff. I mean, I think the really interesting thing over the next 48 hours is whether the Liberal Democrat manifesto launch plus the greater exposure that Nick Clegg will get by being in the debates on equal yeah. terms will make sufficient difference to the balance between the parties in the opinion polls to make the other parties say, wow, we have actually got a problem here with the Lib Dems. They're in business in some way that they haven't been in the past. And I just make uh, w w one other point, that voters say, oh, this might, it might be different this time and it might make a difference to vote Lib Dem. Right, we've managed to capture Dr. Vince Cable. I've just read your memoirs, Free Radical, greatly enjoyed them. Plug for the book, Atlantic Books, uh, three shillings. How did it go this morning? I talked very well. Uh, we didn't go on too long, as I think some of our competitors have done, others, yeah. uh, but we had some very key messages to get across about fair taxation. Our pro proposals were very carefully costed. We do recognise there's an elephant in the room, which is this big deficit in the budget. You call yourself the elephant man. Uh, yes, it was a slight self-parody, but um, <laughs> it's simply underlining the point that we recognise that there is an issue and that the parties have got to explain how they're going to deal with it. Now, you're much more explicit uh, and, dare I say it, aggressive in terms of fingering the city and the financial services end in this country, having got a lot of things wrong and put us all in, in jeopardy, yet you've come here to the heart of the city, to Bloomberg News, uh, to uh, launch your manifesto. Wrong place? Well, we're not against the city. Um, there are a lot of very good companies in the city which you know make money provide employment and enrich the uk the problems related to one specific segment of the city which were the banks and, and not all of the banks i mean some banks like hsbc standard charter were not involved in this it was a handful of mortgage lenders and other irresponsible lenders which are at the heart of this catastrophe so it's not we're not launching a generalized attack on the city of london did you get any feedback yesterday uh, from uh, the city when you had your five point uh, plan to tackle city bonuses to get rid of these perverse incentives which make these bright young men in red braces take risks they shouldn't be taking? Uh, well, I spend a lot of time in the city, and I have done over the last year, and I find I get actually quite a respectful audience because I think an awful lot of people in the banking system realise they've fouled up uh, seriously, have caused enormous damage, not just to their own institutions but to others, and, and, the, and the system needs to change. And they say fair cop, Governor, do they? Or do, do, do they rarely so, say it in private. They do. seem to be in public. They seem to be rather keen on the Tories. Um, um, You've attacked them for that as well, well, cheeky fellows. Some of them do. Something slipped through the news yesterday. Not many people picked up was that one of the directors of Northern Rock, effectively banned for life and heavily fined. Half a million and, pounds. And that is a, that's the appropriate way to deal we with We want to see more of that, do we? We do want to see more Why of haven't that. we seen more of it already? I'm surprised there haven't been more prosecutions. Well, as I understand it, I talked to the Serious Fraud Office, I talked to the FSA, and I... You know, take material to them, which whistleblowers have come up with, and I believe they are taking these things seriously. There, are, there have been more arrests lately, haven't there? No, the Americans would have had a lot of people behind bars already, and that hasn't happened here, and it, it's a more indulgent culture, and that's one of the reasons we got into the mess we have. For my sins, I'm Paddy Ashton. I love campaigning. I adore campaigning. So, um, you need uh, Nick didn't need to persuade me um, to get out on the hoof uh, to 
be supporting our wonderful Liberal Democrat candidates and MPs in what I think is an extremely well-managed campaign from the central. The mood of the country, I think, is that Mr Brown deserves to lose, but Mr Cameron doesn't deserve to win. And I think that gives us a great opportunity. What do you need? Ah. Will it take long? No, it won't take okay, long. This done. is Ollie, Ollie Grenner, a Quick. former top party apparatchik. Are you a lobbyist now, Ollie? Do we call you that? I do. I lobby. I do PR. I'm part-time. I'm a mum. And uh, also, good, I'm interested in but politics. But only for good people. Partly for good people, yeah, mostly oh, for good did people. Did you get that partly for good people? Mostly now, for good people. you've seen a lot of party launches. Uh, you're starting this election in better nick with more credibility uh, than the party's done in your many years as a former official. Uh, bit low-key today, though, wasn't it? Was that well, deliberate? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it is deliberate. It's workmanlike, it's businesslike. Uh, it's a very different venue from the other two um, because it is actually in the heart of the city. Uh, why yeah, is it in the heart that, of the yeah. city? Because, you know, it's all about the money, isn't it, uh, this general election? Although, you know, the other two parties are shying away from that. Uh, no Mrs Clegg here. Is that a triumph for girl power? She's off doing her own real job? Or should she have been here? She works. And I, li- I really like her approach on that. She works. She's going to do her day job, you know. Not I like don't... the other two who are kind of slightly being used as trophy wives. <sighs> but Mrs Clegg was out building a dry stone wall in South Yorkshire, I read, at the weekend. Does at that the count? weekend, at not the during weekend. working hours. Yeah, and dry stone walls, what's like the Lib Dem... Like most women in the UK. What's, we got your point. What's the Lib Dem policy on dry stone walls? This is just a trick question. Oh. Do you know, there is one former party leader who actually, in his spare time, loves building dry stone walls. Can you guess who? Well, I'm a bit foxed there because Paddy would build them to defend... Oh, it is Paddy. I thought it was really Charles yeah. Kennedy. I thought Paddy would build them to defend his village against Serb I have attacks. no idea whether it's Charles, Charles does, but Paddy That's definitely it. loves building dry stone walls. Bolton of Sky here and Steve Bell, uh, the notorious Guardian cartoonist. What did you think of today's launch? I thought it was, it was quite solid, but they've got a real problem in the sense they've got this weird blueness, so it's dangerously close to the Tories. But it's a, it's a very sort of personality-free zone. They haven't really got a character, have they? Because the problem with Clegg is he hasn't... You know, he's just... There's, there's not much there yet. But it's impossible to caricature. When you character, caricatures in events, you see them in terms of colours and the eye, people's eyebrows and their smiles and other physical peculiarities. Also, we think in words, us acts. No, but you also think in terms of what character they are. Because well, it defines the party, it defines them. But Clegg... Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Cable, um, Cable is, is, is obviously a character. He's obviously got, you know, he's, he's popular, he's distinctive. He, he, they don't have to struggle with him. But Clegg is, is ill-defined. It, the, the point Do you is think from that all, tells us something important when you say he's ill-defined? <laughs> it does from his point of view, because in terms of the public, he's got the public got to know who he is, and they've got to know what he stands for. Now, he's a nice bloke, very pleasant, very personable, but he's too similar to Cameron. That's the problem. I think in my head, I can't sort of... He's got a very high forehead, young, sort of public schoolish type of aura to him. And I, I'm just looking in terms of the image. They don't what, remind you of Blair, these blokes, a bit, don't they? they? Well, there's a strange thing in here in the, in the sense that Cameron is definitely aping Blair. We know that. He worships Blair in a weird way. The Blair and witch cuckoos. So when you look at Clegg, you've got... He almost seems to be aping Cameron, though I don't think he is. I think they're both aping Blair in a strange way, who in turn was aping Thatcher. So you've got 
four layers of aping going back to the grand layers. A lot layers of aping in the story. Adam Bolton, <laughs> would you quarrel with any of that? Well, I, one thing I'd say about Nick Clegg is as a result of the debates, I think people will know him a lot better by the end of them. I thought there were one or two quite clever things they did there. They, this line about Vince Cable describing himself as the elephant man, uh, the elephant in the room, uh, being the deficit, quite clever. And also, uh, I've, you know, he did take the risk there, uh, the Liberal Democrat leader Nick Clegg, in saying, I want to be Prime Minister. And even if people take the mickey out of that, yeah. that is beginning to define him in the way they like to define Less him. Less than they did. And the oddity is, surely, that when people say Vince Cable for Chancellor of the Exchequer, nobody laughs. No, and indeed, uh, Gordon Brown, I think, was asked this question and uh, didn't exactly rule it out. I, I, I just get the sense... They were Labour allies a million years ago in Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, I think I just get the sense there's quite a lot of footsie going on under the table between uh, uh, Labour and the Liberal Democrats. Now, all sorts of parties have been launching their manifestos this week. It's hard to keep up with them all, but Steve Morris, our West Country correspondent, was in Cardiff for Plaid Cymru's uh, launch, uh, and here's his report. The leaders of Plaid Cymru are rallying the troops. The Welsh Nationalists won three seats at the last election and will struggle to get many more than that this time around. But if there is a hung parliament, they may have a big part to play. They have formed a Celtic bloc with the Scottish National Party that could help them win concessions for Wales in exchange for support of one of the main parties. It is a tempting prospect for Plaid's leaders, but what do their grassroots members make of such a prospect? I'm Helen Mary-Jones, I'm the Assembly Member for Llanelli and Plaid's Director of Elections. Talk me through your main pledges in this manifesto? Our, our main commitments that we would be using to negotiate with any party in the event of a balanced parliament would be to get a fair deal for the way that Wales is funded. We're not based on need now, just on population. Uh, we desperately need those resources to protect our frontline public services, hospitals, schools, social services. So that would be an absolute bottom line for us. We want to see our troops brought home from Af from Afghanistan. It gives me no pleasure to say that we said this would be a disaster and we were proved right, but we were. Uh, we need a force there that is not seen as an occupying force, but can be a force that genuinely brings peace. And in the meantime, we need to see the soldiers that are out there properly protected and equipped. And we need to see support for veterans when they come home. Uh, my own constituency is a very military town, lots of soldiers, conscription by poverty, you could say. And their families are saying to me that this war is a terrible one to fight because half the time you don't know whether it's a civilian or a member of the Taliban. The psychological effects of that are devastating and, and the support that soldiers have had up to now has been pitiful. We need to get that sorted out. Could I just take your name, please? Dorian Rees. And you introduced the speakers today and, and you're a former miner? Yes, yes. yes. I worked in the pits for 20 years. I, uh, out of that time, 15 years, I was in the mines rescue team and uh, sort of terrible accidents and tragedies and things. Yeah. So what do you make of what you've heard today? They're going to look after the, try to look after the elderly people and the sick and the infirm. And that's, that's what I'm impressed with. I also believe that these um, nuclear weapons, we shouldn't be bothering with them at all. Councillor Phil Bevan, Cabinet Member for Education and Leisure at Caerphilly County Borough Council. A long time Clyde member? 1968. Actually, uh, it's quite a funny story. I went into a, a shop in Caerphilly uh, to find out what it was about, bought some stuff, I think it was five shillings in those days, went home, 
that evening a note came through the door said uh, thank you for joining Plaid Cymru and I thought what that Sunday there was a note through the door to say there's a meeting on Monday I stayed in the meeting and I came out because I was a local person from that ward I ended up as chairman of the branch <laughs> so, so what do you expect from this election campaign from this election well certainly if, if we if there's a obviously there's the issue about a hung parliament we never so can't rely on that but if there's a hung parliament We'll be looking to try and get things for Wales which we are failing to get now. Certainly, the Barnet formula. Even Lord Barnet himself says it's uh, it, it shouldn't be used. He's surprised that it's still there. What we need to do is to try and get a true re- a reflection of the funding that Wales requires, based on deprivation, not on population. Because as you know, uh, Wales now is is it matched up with some of the European nations. This is why we get all the European funding that we get because we have a, a, a low GDP. So it's something that they need to try and negotiate up there to keep any party. It's terrible to think that you might have to side with the Tories or the Liberals just to keep things going. But you've got to live with the devil sometimes if you want something for Wales. We have to make these sacrifices, I think, providing that we don't sort of fall over backwards too, too much. Have you got many Tory pals, Tory uh, friends? I don't think so. I didn't, the question I haven't thought of. Have I got any Tory friends? Have you ever met a well, Tory? The, the Tory oh yeah, we've got a Tory they They're quite, they're quite um, uh, easy to talk to, easy to get along with. There's two down on Bedworth Road. Um, and she's, what is she, the High Sheriff of Morgan or something? But she's frightfully nice, you know, so it's very, she's a very nice person. But they're not nasty, not like... I mean, even with the Labour Party now, they're not nasty anymore. They've got a few uh, philistines here and there who are just, um, just totally old Labour and not, not very happy in the new Labour setup. but that's the only thing they've got. And the Lib Dems? Uh, Lib Dems? Oh, there's one in Gefilly. Guardian Election Daily with Michael White. So what have we seen uh, today? Interesting opinion poll in the Times. Tory lead cut to 3%. That's 36 to 33. Lib Dems on 20 or 21. Positive launch here uh, by Nick Clegg and uh, Vince Cable. uh, Feeling pretty chipper. They ought to. They're in a pretty strong position to hold their seats, maybe even gain a few more. All depends what happens in the next two or three weeks. Uh, 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 Voter attitudes still very volatile. A lot of people telling the Times they want a hung parliament. Uh, A lot of other people saying they're really not impressed by any of the parties so far. So uh, we head into the big debate tomorrow night. They're all prepping for it uh, today. That's the word we use when talking about debates. Uh, It's going to be uh, late. Over half the population say they're going to watch it. Uh, Our podcast will be back tomorrow, late, after the debate, because obviously that's the one thing we'll all want to talk about. Uh, This is Mike White signing off. Hopefully, see you tomorrow. For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.